Welcome back, Perks Recap Podcast. Can't wait to get to this. This is the NFL Week 6 preview. Can't believe it's already Week 6. That's crazy to me. Uh, also, there's a bonus segment at the end uh, talking about some baseball and some baseball playoffs, if that's something you're interested in uh, sticking around for. But the bulk of this episode, as always, is the NFL Week 6. Let's just get right to it. Al joins me as always, and here we go. We are back. It is Al Hill once again joining me for our week six NFL preview. Uh, we just did our week five review. Hopefully you joined that one and uh, enjoyed that. Let's get going. How you doing? Great, man. Great. Uh, that was fun doing the recap, and I am looking forward to trying to uh, wrangle uh, some of these picks in again this week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, real quick, you did uh, mention you had a stat. Um, hopefully you guys joined us with the last one. Like I said, we were talking about C.J. Stroud setting the interception record for a rookie uh, starting his career without throwing an interception. He set the record this past week. I said that I think he broke the record of Dak Prescott, who had the record. And uh, you have uh, confirmed, uh, has some confirmation on that? That is absolutely correct. Good call. Yeah, that was an, and boy, 2016. I can't believe he's been in the leagues that long already. That blows my mind. But yeah, Dak Prescott threw 176 passes to start his career without an interception. And this past weekend, Stroud uh, went up to 186. So he, he did break back Dak's record. Great call. Yep. Uh, like, um, like I said, off air, um, I knew he broke it. I just didn't know if anybody had. Right on, right on. Great memory. Cause I, I, I remember kind of vaguely how talking about the lack of his lack of, uh, turnovers back then, but I never would have remembered that. That's killer. Good call. Cool. 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 Also real quick. Uh, so everybody knows you have a podcast. I'd like to get, let you, you know, obviously, want you to promote it every single week, uh, get a chance to get some more viewers, hopefully. And uh, again, I say it every week. It's just a lot of fun. I really hope uh, you guys, anybody listening, uh, definitely checks it out because you guys have a lot of laughs. It's a good time every single time. Well, I really appreciate that, man. And uh, yeah, we have fun doing it. And hopefully uh, we just bring some laughter. And uh, it is on uh, Soul Joel TV on YouTube. It's called Bring Them Out. It's me and Joel Richardson, the uh, owner of the Sunnybrook Ballroom in uh, Pottstown, PA, which is a comedy club slash music venue slash they have a restaurant called Gatsby's. It does everything. Dancing, uh, all the way from dancing to bingo to uh, you name it. Uh, comedy shows and big <laughs> music events. Yeah, it's wild, man. It's it's wild. So line dancing to salsa and bachata dancing. It's all over the map. And uh, I love it. And the podcast is really fun. Special came out this week where we did one from a live comedy show called that we call Seven for Seven, and we had uh, I think five or six different comics on in this one episode. So it's a kind of a unique one, and oh. a cool one to check out if you're looking to get into it. Absolutely, I'll be all over that for sure. Thanks. Right on, brother. Thanks for letting me talk about it. I appreciate you, man. No problem. No problem. Okay, um, for those unfamiliar, when we do the week, uh, the previous week recap, I kind of take the reins with the hosting gig, and when we do the preview for the following week which in this case will be the week six preview uh al takes over does the hosting gig and kind of guides us through the week as we go so al take it away we with the uh first game all right man here we go week six so thursday nighter 
Broncos at Chiefs. Uh, I don't think this is going to be too tough to pick, but what do you think, Greg? <laughs> well, this is obviously – it's just a matter of is Kansas City going to look like Kansas City and if there's ever going to be a game where they get everything right and look dominant, this is going to be it. I have 38-13 to 13 Kansas City, and that might be underselling it. I love it. I love it. That's great. I'm, I'm with you. I just uh, – I keep picking them to go in the high 30s, and it hasn't worked yet, so I'm going to go 30 to 16 Chiefs. <laughs> okay, yeah, no problem there. That makes sense. That makes sense because, uh, yeah, they, they've – I don't know what's going on. They, they're not quite hitting on all cylinders yet. I have no doubt that they eventually will, but um, we'll see. We'll see how this one turns out. Totally understandable, though, that you only went with 30. And even though, I mean, 30 is not a low score. I mean, they're going to, you know, that's still a butt weapon, and that's pretty much what we expect. No doubt. And it's, we're holding the Chiefs to their own standard. You know what I mean? It is a very high standard. So to say that 30 points is mildly disappointing is kind of crazy. But <laughs> I hear you. Okay, I'm ready to move All on. All right, anything else on that one? No, cool. I'm good. Yeah, me too. All right. So now, now, uh, finally, uh, somebody plays uh, in uh, England other than the Jaguars. We have a uh, Sunday nine fifteen Ravens at Titans. That's a pretty. That's an interesting one. It's an interesting one, but again, it's another one of these. I'm going to start referencing this. I think every week, these teams that are just impossible to to predict. And Tennessee's one of them. They come off a week. If I could just go back real quick to week four, where they beat Cincinnati 27 to three. <laughs> they follow that with a 23 to 16 loss to Indianapolis when Indianapolis lost their starting quarterback. Yep. And now here we are in England against Baltimore, who has also been pretty up and down and just lost to Pittsburgh, who we also don't think very, very highly of. Absolutely. Yeah. Tri I mean, it's wild, man. Really, really tough, you know, and uh, and interesting with these England games, because there's no unless you're the Jaguars there for the second week, um, there's no home team in these games. So the nope. the fact that it's supposedly at the Titans is meaningless. Um, so, yeah, I, I you know, I'm going to go with the Ravens. I just think they're the better team, period. Um, I, you know, but yes. I don't feel super great about it after last week, but I'm, I'm going to go with it. 23, 13 Ravens. Totally understandable because I did the same thing. I'm also going with the Ravens. Um, I'm going with a closer score, uh, but a higher score, 27, 24. Okay. Okay. All but, right. Um, yeah. Like you said, I think they're just a better team. And on a neutral field, the better team should win. But, you know, who knows? Yeah, right. I know. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just keep expecting the Ravens to get, kind of get a little better and a little better as the season goes on with the new offensive coordinator and everything. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, and I just don't think the Titans are very good. But, again, you know, I've been wrong before. We'll see. I'm going to – I'm, I'm just, uh, just curious to see. the. I'm really intrigued by the Ravens this season and where they're going to end up compared to where they are now. Totally agree. All right. All right. Let's move to the Sunday at ones. Uh, Panthers at Dolphins. Panthers at Dolphins. Well, I don't think this is another one that's very hard to, to uh, predict at all. Yep. 
This is uh, Miami. I'm thinking they're going to throw a butt whipping on Carolina. I'm thinking 42 to 17. This is the highest total points I've predicted for anybody this year. 42. Fascinating because, man, I'll tell you, I picked Dolphins 40 to 19. Oh, wow. So we are right there. Lockstep. Yeah, we couldn't have got much closer. (laughs) Um, Carolina is not in any of the upper levels, obviously. They're not in that middle mix where we can't predict these teams week to week. They're on the lower level um, right there in contention with uh, about another handful of teams for possibly the worst team in the league. And, um, yeah, I don't see any scenario where Miami loses this even with the the um, injury to HAN, um, it I don't think it's going to matter. Most are still there, you know. Two is still there. Tyreek Hill's still there. This should be a very comfortable blowout win for Miami. Agreed. And just in time, not not that they're the same player by any stretch of the imagination, but just in time with HAN going out, Jeff Wilson is coming back. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. So there you go. I mean, he's not. Like you said, he's not an HN, but he's a he's a serviceable backup, you know, serviceable he's a, he's, number two. Yeah, he's a quality NFL running back. He's when healthy, he's been very serviceable in his NFL career. So yeah, yeah, that uh, yep. takes away a little bit of the sting anyway. <laughs> yep, yep, yeah. That's I, I don't have much more on that one. I think this is a clear cut Dolphins butt whooping. Totally agree. Totally agree. All right, man. Now uh, this is a very interesting one. This one was a tough one for me to pick. Saints at Texans. Oh, man, <laughs> they're, bo- they're both they're both teams that are in that middle that unpredictable uh, middle section that I keep citing. Um, although yep. I, Houston, they're week to week in terms of being in that lower level or in that middle level because sometimes they look terrible. Yeah, but CJ Stroud has really Stroud has hit his stride. If oh, I, I like that. it. He really has. He looks so good. Um, they're at home, but New Orleans is coming off their best win of the year by far. Yep. Uh, and a shutout to boot. I think I'm going to go with the better defense in this one, even though I love Stroud. I love what he's doing. I think New Orleans. I know for sure I didn't give them enough credit at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. when I was uh, making my predictions. They're definitely a better team than I thought. And now that Carr looks more like Carr, the defense looks pretty good. I'm going to go with New Orleans winning this one 28-20. Okay. All right. Yes. Absolutely fair analysis. Um, I'm going to go Texans. And I'm- <laughs> yeah. And I, I tell you, I, this was very tough to, to – uh, to pick, I could have definitely uh, sided with the Texans as well. Yeah, this I honestly, uh, this is a coin flip to me. Um, I'm going to go with the home team, and I just love the way Stroud's playing. Um, but this is a toughie. This really is. So I can't wait to see how this one. This is. I would like. I, I, this is one of those um, not prime games that I would really like to watch because I, I find both of these teams some fascinating, and uh, I love the seeing uh, young CJ Stroud as he's growing. Here, so too, um, we didn't, haven't talked about it. Camara looked pretty good. Oh, yeah. Alvin is back, baby. Yeah, Alvin he looks pretty back. good. You know, reports of his demise were greatly exaggerated. Yep, yep. Uh, so what was the score you gave? I'm sorry. 
Oh, I'm sorry, 24-20 Texans. Close games, but uh, on each side. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's the first one we're different on, so we'll uh, we'll uh, there uh, we'll see how that one turns out. Um, Absolutely. Now another uh, uh, interesting one on the the mediocre level of, of teams is uh, Commanders at Falcons. Ugh. Cannot figure <laughs> this out. <laughs> oh, I'm laughing because I'm with you. <laughs> oh man, oh, these two teams. Uh, I mean, what well, I would have. They're going to lose to the Bears at home. Right, how, is that, yeah. how is that possible? <laughs> and not only lose, get know, blown man. out. Get blown out. I, that was the – I mean, that that was just a stunner. I, I, I still don't know what to make of that one. That blew my mind. And you know what? Everything with the way they played last week and Atlanta winning last week points to Atlanta winning because they're home. And literally just because – other way and pick Washington. And the reason why is because oh, it's the NFL. It. That's my reason. It's the NFL. That it, yeah. it doesn't never make sense. So this doesn't make sense. So I'm picking it. <laughs> the no figure league, huh? <laughs> you can't do it. Man. I, I I love it. I love it. And that's as good a reason as any. It really is. Um Falcons, I'm gonna take the home team. Um and the slight uh, signs of life we saw from Desmond Ritter last week and hope uh, yep. see if that uh, continues a little bit. Um, I'm going to go 2016 Falcons and uh, just cross my fingers and hope. <laughs> yeah, that's all you can do with these teams that are all in, all in this middle tier. Yep. Well, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, there really is. There really is. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Anything else on that one, man? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. All right. Now we have Colts at Jags coming back to the States finally after two weeks. And I want, I don't think that, I wonder if that's any kind of factor, by the way, I didn't really factor it in when I made my pick, but I wonder if it is. Yeah. Um, well, Christian's out, right? Correct. But we, as we discussed in the uh, review, Minshew is one of the be- is one of if not the best backup in the league, and at times, absolutely, you can even make a case that he was running the offense even a little better than Richardson. Um, but Jacksonville's at home; they might might be starting to hit their stride. So, because I'm so in on them, not only am I picking them, but I'm picking them big. I'm picking Jacksonville thirty-one to ten. Oh, wow. I like it. I like it. And I like your thought about the Jags hitting their stride. I, I think, uh, I, I mean, we both expected big things from them this year, and I think we're still going to see it. And uh, I think this last week was the beginning of it, uh, really hitting their stride. And I think it continues again this week. Um, I'm not going as big as you, but I am picking the Jags to win 31-21. All right. Well, we got the same winning score, 31 yeah, yeah, I like it. All right, all right. Um, oh, another re- – this is a really uh, good game too. Uh, and this is in the more upper echelon of teams, at least I think uh, where we think they're going to end up in the that middle, that lower playoff uh, side in the NFC and one of the guys we p- picked to go far in the AFC, Seahawks at Bengals. Yes. Uh, for the Cincinnati side of things, 
just go back to my Jacksonville analysis, and it's the same analysis. I, I, I that makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. I think they're gonna they're they're hitting their stride now. Uh, Burrow looks looks really good for the first time, and if Burrow's looking good, they're at home and they need these wins. They got to start stacking them. They need to get back uh, where they need you know if they want to get go anywhere. They uh, put themselves really behind the eight ball. So these are the kind of games that they got to get back and win. I'm picking Cincinnati to do just that. 23-17 Bengals. Right on. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I, I, I love your analysis and I'm right there with you. We even talked to even, even, uh, even with Joe Burrow's injuries, we take that out of the equation. We talked about their, the Bengals early season struggles early on. You brought it up and it was ac- accurate. And, uh, um, I think they really are cooking now, and uh, but I also really like what I've seen from the Seahawks this year, uh, and I think they're going to give them trouble yeah. even on the road. Yep, I, I think so too. I, I didn't pick a blowout at all twenty three seven. Yeah, and I'm with 20, you. I'm just it might even be like a seventeen seventeen tie going into overtime, and the Bengals score a touchdown and win twenty three seventeen. I could see that. Oh, I love it! I love it. The yeah, Seahawks I'm, are I'm, not a pushover. The Seahawks are good. They really are. They really are. And uh, they're coming off a bye, too, which uh, sometimes is a, it depends on the team. But but uh, uh, that can be a big boon to some. And uh, I'm going Bengals 33-28 and a little tiny bit more of a shootout, I guess. But, yeah, it's uh, uh, I, I think we both are on the same page about being very close. Okay, you said 33-28? Correct. Okay. Totally see it. Yep. Um, that's one that I would like to see. That that'd be one I'm gonna maybe uh, try to seek out and, and uh, pay attention to that one. That, that's a good one. You and me both, man. That is high on my list of watchable games this week for sure. All right, man. Um, let's see what do we have next here. Oh, okay. Uh, Vikings at Bears. <sighs> this is not on my watch list. No. Jesus. What is the deal with Herbert? Oh, Herbert is out for multiple weeks. Yeah, he's out, right? He's out for a while. But yeah, I, tell now, you I what, haven't heard anything about Roshan Johnson, though, because if he's if it because he got a concussion, if he's able to play, that's not a downgrade. Right. Exactly. So this is a caveat game for me. Okay. Okay. Roshan plays. Chicago wins ugly 14-13. No Roshan. Minnesota wins ugly 14-13. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> I love that. Um, okay. I, uh, I'm i going to go either way. I'm going to go Bears 30-24. to And I just love what I've seen from uh, Fields the last couple weeks. So I just I'm thinking this is going to continue. The Vikings are just. Uh, you know they are in the they they are beyond their last gasp of this run they had with Cousins. They are a dead team. And, well, now uh, with no Jefferson too. Oh yeah, with Jefferson out for a minimum. Oh, you know four. what? Now that I think about it, yeah, I can't do the. I'm sorry. I, I'm it's Bears no matter what. I'm there's no there's no caveat. You, you now that I I kind of I knew about the Jefferson injury that he's out, and I, I don't know what I was thinking. I wasn't. Um, now that I'm thinking about it more, there's no reason to pick Minnesota in this one. Chicago's at home. Uh, Minnesota's just lost Jefferson. Um, 
Chicago's coming off a good win, and Fields is playing really well. So, yeah, you know what? Forget the Roshan uh, caveat. Chicago wins ugly 14-13. Right on, right on. I, I, yeah, absolutely. I'm with you. I'm with you. Very cool. Okay. Uh, anything else on that one? Just the score. I forgot your score. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, thir- and uh, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna change my own score and make it a little bit bigger for the Bears with uh, Jefferson out. I had 30-24, but I'm gonna make it 30 to 20. All right, sounds good. Okay, cool. All right, man. Now this is an interesting one. Uh, 49ers at Browns, and I've just kind of been assuming Deshaun Watson is coming back, but I'm gonna look at that while you talk about the game. Okay. Well, like the other one, he plays or not. Um, I believe San Francisco right now is a juggernaut. Um, they annihilated my team last week in a way that was humbling and in a way that just basically asserted their dominance. And I don't care who's playing for Cleveland. I think there's no chance, even on the road, I will be surprised if Cleveland uh, can pull this one off. I don't think they're going to go down without a fight. You know, I think it, it, they're going to try, you know, they'll, they'll try their best here, but I still have San Francisco winning comfortably, not handily, comfortably 26 to 14. Okay. Yes. And that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, and I'm, I'm with you. I, it, what, what I'm reading, by the way, is they still don't know. Uh, the Akron Beacon Journal, and I love going to local papers, <laughs> says yep. uh, um, that even after the bye week, questions remain about when Watson will back, be back on the field starting games for the team. So that could mean he's back this week or in three weeks. You know, you know that's very vague. So, uh, but I don't care in the in as far as who's going to win the game. I think it's a lot worse for them if uh, Deshaun Watson doesn't play. Obviously, but uh, but I think the, the Niners win either way. If Watson's in. Uh, I, uh, this doesn't really matter, I guess. It's a win for the Browns or the Niners either way. If Watson's in 23-19 Niners, because I really respect the Browns' defense and I want to see how they hold up to that incredible Niners' uh, offense. Um, yep. And if, if uh, Deshaun Watson's out, 35-6 to six, Niners. Okay. And 23-19 was the other one. Okay. That's my first caveat on a score, by the way. <laughs> yes, that's a score caveat. We still have the win, uh, the, the team, regardless. But I hear you. I hear you. Make that- All right. Now, now we've had, we mentioned an ugly game or two so far, but nothing tops this one, buddy. Pat, Patriots at Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> In the ultimate Talk- who cares, right? <laughs> yeah, this is ugly. Ugly, ugly, um, comes down to a simple, one of the rare cases you can say, Jimmy Garoppolo is a better, well, actually, is he even playing? Is he out? Well, he, yeah, he played this week. So, I mean, although he does get hurt at the, at the change of okay, the okay. direction. So, yes, I saw him. <laughs> I thought I could have sworn I saw something after the game that he might, he got banged up. I, I could be wrong. No big I'll look deal. While, no while you're talking. I'll look while you're talking. But, um, yeah, uh, this is – if Jimmy's playing, and I, I believe he is, um, then it's one of the rare cases where, the, where Vegas has a quarterback advantage in the game. They're also at home. 
They're also coming off a win. And New England is coming off two of their worst games of their of their existence, really. Uh, Vegas is my pick here to win 17-13. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm in line with your thought process 100%, and I'm not going to do the 180 I sometimes do at the end. I'm picking the Raiders, too. 17-9. <laughs> yep, yep. Ugly game, ugly teams, bad teams, and it's just a matter of home team, matter of coming off a win for once, and the yep. other team just looking awful. Horrendous. Horrendous. The only yes. th- edge the Pats might have in this game is that uh, the Raiders coach well, is uh, the Pats coach's disciple. Uh, but I don't think that matters much anymore the way Belichick's coaching. So I am uh, giving zero credit to the Pats in, the Pats in this game and going Raiders. Totally agree. Um, I know normally we break, but I think I, I've um... – podcasts out i had one earlier um that was went like 38 minutes oh cool okay to upload so we can probably get through this one in one segment um if it gets really bad really late then you know we'll 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 break but let's just uh continue on for right now you got it man sounds good okay well let's move on then to the lions at the bucks very interesting game huh well you, didn't, you wouldn't think so, but Tampa Bay's made it interesting because for whatever reason, you know, they, they've really come out of the gates looking great. They're coming off a bye now. Yep. But uh, Detroit, that ascension by the, by Detroit. Tampa Bay's one of those teams that's in that middle tier. Detroit is above that tier, in my opinion. And uh, that means I still, even though it's in Tampa Bay, I'll go Detroit. But I am going to give some respect to Tampa Bay and how well they've been playing. I'm going to give it a close one. Detroit wins 24-20. Ah, again, we're very uh, much in uh, on love of like mind here. Um, the Lions have been incredibly impressive. This is a this is you know this is a good little test for them right here. I, this is a this is a really interesting uh, gauge of where they're at because again, Bucks much better than both you and I thought. Um, I am going to pick the Lions even on the road 28-21. I think we're very we're pretty close in our, our uh, outlook on this one. Yes, I agree. Um, yeah, the Lions just love what they're doing. Absolutely love what they're doing. Love, love how they're playing. Um, is Montgomery out again, or is it Gibbs that's out? Gibbs, and he's out and for the year, right, or the for for a really long time. Let me. Let me. I'll. I'll I'm efforting. Efforting. Uh. <laughs> Thank you for doing, for doing much for all, for doing all the research. I appreciate all the research. Oh, happy to do it, man. Um, let's see here. Oh, I, I, I looked up some guy named Jamie Gibbs by accident. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go with Joe Gibbs either. That's wrong, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a good one to mess up that way. Oh, I love it. Okay. Is, well, no, I don't... Is, is Joe Gibbs still alive? That's a good question, too. I'll, efforting. I'll, efforting. I'll, I'll, I'll effort that. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I'm not seeing any. He, okay, so he was uh, doubtful with a hammy for last week, but he's not. It doesn't look like he's out for like ever um, or even that, like super long term at all. Uh, it looks like 
I'm not finding anything definitive. It must be too early in the week, but uh, it looks like he's at least um, okay. So he's not week. okay. So he's not uh, okay. Well, I'm glad you said that. I mean, I'm picking them either. Yeah, can be a number one for a week or two if, if need be. Um, no doubt. And they look great. He looks great. And if Gibbs is only out for a week or two, that's that's fine. Um, I, for some reason, you know, I'm glad you looked it up because I, for some reason, thought it was a lot longer than that. So that's good. And uh, just so you know, Joe Gibbs is 82 years old and still alive and kicking. Ah, good to hear. Good to hear. Probably doing something in NASCAR or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he's still an owner in NASCAR. Right on, right on. That's cool. Yeah, he was a great coach, man. Great coach. Yeah, it pissed me off a lot, but he's a great coach. You and me both, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so now let's move on to Cardinals at Rams. Okay. Well, you know, Arizona puts up a fight, but they still ultimately lose, and that's kind of what I think is going to happen here. Uh, the Rams are playing a lot better. They've got Cup back. Um, they ran into the, a Philadelphia team that was playing very complete for the first time and played really well, and uh, looks like they're going to be the juggernaut we all thought they were going to be. So I don't really fault the Rams in that one. Um, real quick, was that in Philadelphia? No, that was in they were home for that, but that's okay. Um, either way, I think the Rams get back on the right side of things here, and they win this one 21 to 13. But I say it's 14 to 13 late, and possibly, hopefully, from Cooper Cup or Puka Nakua, and win 21 13 Rams over Cardinals. All right. All right. Yeah, I, you you said it very well how the Cardinals hang tough and but lose. And uh, did you? I don't know if you saw, did you see uh, James Connors on the IR? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, uh, Who do he, they even have besides him? It's, it's a guy. Oh, yeah. It's got a, he's a, got a fascinating name. I will find it shortly. He's a, a rookie who I never heard of before. It's got, it's got, uh, uh, the, the one fantasy guy I listened to said it, his name sounds like an Italian dressing. <laughs> when I find it. <laughs> Is he going to be the guy? Is he the number one? As, as, I mean, he's the guy that got every care, every important snap and every touch after uh, Connor went down. Uh, so unless they sign a, a serious guy, it, it looks like it. Okay. I can see uh, what's his name going there. Fournette. I, yeah, I haven't heard anything about Lenny. I mean, you know, and listen, Lenny's off-season practice, that guy might weigh 293 pounds right now. So that's, Yeah, that's one thing. That's true. Okay, check this out. The guy's name is Amari DeMacardo. DeMacardo. Or Mikado. Sorry, no R at the end there. Amari De... Well, oh, geez. Amari DeMercado. <laughs> DeMercado. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, if he's going to get the carries, if you're a fantasy person, um, get that waiver claim in for for him. If he's going to, you know, at this point, who's going to be the number one back and get a, the bulk of the carries on any team, it has value in fantasy at this point. Huge. And they did sign somebody, but it tells you they must like uh, Amari because he's not a threat to be start for anybody. And that's Tony Jones Jr., who was just on the Saints earlier this year. Yep, he's not very good. Okay, so um, yeah. Well, 
I'll I'll keep my score the way it is, but I would not be surprised if it's actually more like twenty-one to ten or twenty-four to ten, something like that. Uh, but I'll stay with twenty-one thirteen. That's fine. Right on, right on. Okay, cool. Well, I uh, I'm right in line with you a lot of the way there, but I'm going bigger for the Rams. I'm going thirty-three sixteen. Alrighty. Okay. All, All right. right now. One more daytime game, and it is my Eagles at the burgeoning and uh, upstart Jets. <laughs> um, and uh, this is a lot more interesting game than I thought it was going to be two weeks ago. I'll tell you that much. I, I agree. I agree, but I don't think it's any there's any threat for the Jets to win the game. No, I, I also agree with that. And uh, the I think the Eagles are just too good. Um, they uh, I mean, Brees Hall is a wonderful X factor for the Jets. But I don't think he can do it alone. And I think as as uh, good as Zach uh, Wilson has started to play, I think the Eagles are the wrong team to try and get better at against. Uh, so agreed. And now they're playing. <laughs> you know, they're playing like we all, all they you know all thought they would from the beginning. Uh, took a few weeks for them to get right, but they they look like they're they're right back to where we thought they'd be, and uh, they're not going to lose this game. Hundred percent, I agree. I'm right there with you. I'm going to go twenty nine fifteen Eagles. Okay, I actually give it have it as a bigger win for the Eagles. I have thirty four to twelve. I like yours better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything of. Uh, well, next week, uh, help me remember. We are going to talk about the uh, Eagles' next eight games. Not this time, but next time, uh, starting with uh, um, the Dolphins next week. We're going to run through that next week for just a minute or two because it is quite a gauntlet. Well, they got lucky at the, here at the start. I mean, they got six games that were basically all their easy games were the first six games. And now they have – and then well, now the Giants are not easy – are not uh, hard – at the end of the year when they play them two of the last three weeks. But either way, from yeah. now till that first Giants game, it all their tough games are coming up, all run, one right after another, after another, after another. It's kind of crazy. Do you remember – you ever watch American Gladiators back in the day? <laughs> I love American Gladiators. Love was, that show. Real quick, my, yeah. if you don't know, if you don't know, if you have Netflix – and I know most people probably do have Netflix. There's an American Gladiators documentary on Netflix with interviews with all the original Gladiators, all the side backstage stories, all the crazy shit that was going on with that show, all the <laughs> parties and sex and drugs and all kinds of craziness that was going on with that show and how it came to be, how we're, how it evolved. And, uh, it is a really good documentary. I highly recommend it if you were a fan of American Gladiators back in the day. But go ahead. I'm 100%. I'm, I'm so with you, brother. I loved it. I lived it. I, I, I was right there every time it was on. And this Eagles run of eight games what reminded me of my favorite event in that show, which was when they used to shoot that tennis ball machine gun at guys as they tried to approach them on their stand and grab the flag or whatever they had to do. I mean, this is just something they're just going to get balls pinged at them all every week. It just, I mean, it just, this is, this is wild. And by the way, before we leave the gladiators completely, 
There's another one that they did a two two parter on ESPN that uh, gets into the whole history of how it started, and it actually came from the Pittsburgh area for some old crazy Pittsburgh iron worker oh, guy yeah. or something. Yeah, the, the the documentary on Netflix uh, has the same thing. Has, talks about that as well. All right, on cool because I'm I, I I saw the one on ESPN, but I haven't seen the Netflix one yet, so I'll watch them and see how they compare. That's awesome. Cool, cool. All right, but this one. They're not there yet. The next eight games are more tough. Uh, Jets maybe looking a little better, but it's just too much firepower. Philadelphia wins handily, in my opinion. Right there with you, man. Right there with you. I agree. All right. Now, Sunday nighter. <laughs> 31 Giants. to 10. Buffalo. <laughs> next. That's awesome. Okay. That's, that's funny because you went 31 to 10. I'm going 42 to 10. Uh, um the only way this is anything close at all is if all their offensive linemen come back and Barkley comes back and as far as I know that's not happening I guess Barkley's close but he's been close for three weeks and he still hasn't played yet keep hearing he's close he's close and then he doesn't play yes no, nah, it's uh, it, it, it's one of that's one of those that's lingering, man, and it seems like it's going to linger. And there's no reason to rush them back, you know. They're not going anywhere. Um, the other issue is I don't know if Daniel Jones is playing. I'm lo- I'm looking it up as we're talking, and there's still no news really. Like uh, there's yeah, there's, no, there's, it's, it's not. They don't know yet. They don't know yet. But I I got a feeling it's not going to happen. I think it's going to be Tyrod Taylor. I agree. I agree. I, 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 I I'm, that's, that's the tea leaves I'm reading. Is, how, how much of a downgrade is that really? Yeah. I don't know, man. Cause yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, that, that giant team is just a mess. I don't know. I don't Tyrod Taylor, Daniel Jones. I don't care. It's uh, the, this is a terrible matchup. All this would have been a terrible matchup. Even if the giants were better this year. Um, the bills are just Buffalo good at everything. The giants are. Yeah. The bills are angry too. Because they just lost that game after you know really hitting their stride, so they're gonna. I think they're gonna be looking to make a statement and to really put a beating on the Giants. Yeah, I agree 100. percent And uh, remember, wasn't that the Dolphins a couple weeks ago? They put up nine sacks. Yeah. And yeah, Dolphins, yep. Dolphins are a good team with a good offensive line. The Giants have the worst offensive line in football, arguably, and uh, I, whoever's back there is going to have a bad day. Well, Taylor at least can move around a little bit better. I mean, not that Jones can't move around; he definitely can. But it's Taylor's even more agile than uh, than Jones. Yeah, I don't know, bud. Yeah, I, I think they're matter. both screwed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally, yeah, I totally agree. I will say this: there's 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 nobody. I don't know that there's a quarterback less aware in the pocket than Daniel Jones, and I will give Tyrod a big advantage there. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh shoot! All right, enough on that one. I think we're we're in uh, total uh, lockstep on that guy. So yep. now, I'm going to say this and let you go. Monday night, Cowboys at Chargers. Okay, Chargers twenty three, Cowboys twenty one, and the oh. reason why is because I don't know what this team is anymore. They have three wins against bad teams. They have one bad loss against a bad team and one horrible loss against a good team. The Chargers are not really bad or good, to be honest. They're kind of mid, but maybe Dallas is mid too, and they're on the road. So I need to see it. 
this is a prove it to me game for the Cowboys. They win, they look good doing it, and they kind of you know their defense redominant you know gets back to dominating. Uh, then fine, but I need to see it now. Now they need to prove it to me. And by the way, I, uh, uh, Micah Parsons is not going to win any awards this year if he keeps playing right now because he is obviously banged up. He is definitely hurt. I give him kudos for going out there, but he was limping all over the field on Sunday against the Niners. He was not himself. You could see it. He was getting blocked more often. I know some of it was against Trent Williams, but even when it wasn't, he was not getting in there as much, nearly as much. Um, He was not involved in plays. He wasn't pursuing as much. He's got a he's got a uh, either a knee or an ankle. He's also got a shoulder going on. I don't want him to sit. He's too important. I understand that, but um, I think that really contributed to uh, his lack of production on uh, against San Francisco. And uh, as far as I know, he's not practicing again this entire week uh, with hopes to play. You know, he's going to play. He says he's going to play again, but. Um, he is really, really banged up, and he's too important to be at less than 100%. So Dallas needs to prove it to me. Their offense hasn't looked good. I need to see it from their offense. I need to see their defense play better. Just the team in general, prove it to me. Then I'll be back on board to at least start picking them to win some of these games, but not yet. Right on, man. I mean, that is a hundred percent fair. Um, you know, Parsons is fat. You know, we, you know, we know how good he is. I, you know, I, he's on uh, the only thing keeping him from a straight line to the hall of fame is these injury issues that keep cropping up with him. I, I hope uh, it doesn't become a, a chronic thing. Um, but uh, yeah, he's definitely not a hundred percent right now. And he's also definitely too good to keep off the field. I'm with you all the way through there. Here's another interesting injury situation. Austin Eckler said he's uh, 99% chance he plays Monday night. And I wasn't even, I was just looking it up to make sure he was still out because I assumed he was going to be out another couple weeks, but uh, um, all kinds of things are saying uh, he might play Monday. And that, that is, that is huge. Um, well, and also our leading tackler on our team is now on the IR. Oh, uh, uh, Van Der Esch. Yeah. On the IR. And man, let's talk about injury issues. That guy, it's such so sad because man, he's been very good in his career when he's healthy, but ah, man, he's what he's missed. You know, he's got to miss 40, 50 games in his career, right? Something like that. Um, I don't know if it's that quite that high, but he's missed quite a few. And um, always neck injuries, and this is another neck injury. I don't know how many neck injuries you can have. But uh this- Yeah, I wish him I wish him went right. He went right on the IR. Yeah, no, that was, I saw that in the game, and it was just like, no, not this guy with the necks again, man. It's just sad. I hope he's okay. You know, I don't know. This could. Uh, this has been a long, tough road for him with the injuries, and it's been neck a lot throughout it. I mean, starting early in his career, he had neck issues. So, yeah, um, I mean, he's I coming still, off a year where he really got back, played every game last year, and looked like himself again for the first time. It was really good so far this year, like I said, leading the team in tackles. And yep. now this happens. But he was, you know, he was really good as a rookie. Then he had the injuries and then he tried to come back and he was kind of back and forth. And when he was back, he wasn't very good. He almost got cut. And then last year, 2022 season, he was fully healthy, finally played every game and was great and was really good and solidified himself again. And now here we are. 
Yeah, man. No, absolutely. It's just, uh, I hate injuries. I hope the guy's okay. I hope he, if he wants to play again, that he can all that good stuff. Um, yeah, just, a, it's just a bummer, you know, but, uh, here's now here's fascinating. Now, what was your score again? You had chargers 23, 21. Okay. Fascinating because in pen and I did not change it. I picked the Cowboys 23 to 21. <laughs> Well, how about that, man? And uh, now this Eckler thing makes me nervous because part of my big, a big reason I picked the boys other than um, just uh, that I, I still think they're a very good team, despite that butt whoop. And that happens in the NFL sometimes. We'll see how it turns out. But I still think they're a very good team. Um, you know how I feel about Brandon Staley. So I always take at least five points off of, of the Chargers for him. Um, <laughs> uh, but. <laughs> but and uh, without Eckler I thought it was a perfect matchup for the Cowboys because their run game is non-existent without Eckler um and without the threat of the run the Cowboys can just unleash that pass pass rush and just go to town but um if Eckler's back that chain really changes things but I'm still going to stick with my prediction so we'll see how that goes uh, with the Eckler news yeah I'm not surprisingly I'm not as concerned with the run defense as I was earlier, they did not, they didn't like, they got, you know, beat pretty good with the run and the pass against San Francisco, but they didn't get annihilated by the run. And this is now the third week in a row where the, where they really have it ever since the Arizona game where they got gashed, they haven't been completely, they've been okay against the run. They haven't been a disaster against the run. So I'm not as concerned anymore. Um, Jonathan Hankins has really, really stepped up and uh, been been that that just you know the, the run stuffer that he he's supposed to be. So yeah. again, I don't think they're great against the run. Don't get me wrong at all, um, but I'd be surprised if they really get gashed for like you know 180 yards again or anything like that. Um, they've kind of been decent. Yeah, and I'm with you there, but I'll tell you what, it's a big difference having to stop Josh Kelly and Isaiah Spiller than Austin Eckler. So it will. <laughs> yeah, it's a, that's a fascinating game, man. I can't wait to, because I think the, the Chargers are a game or two within 500 either direction, you know? Um, and yep. the Cowboys potentially are, you know, one of the better teams in the NFC by the end of the year. And I firmly believe that. So this is one of those kind of the games they're going to have to win if they're going to be that. So let, let's see how it plays out, man. I can't wait. Yep. It will certainly be fun. No doubt about it. Well, that's the end of our, uh, our pick segment. That was the last game, correct? We made it. We made it. Absolutely. <laughs> Would you? Like oh, and I forgot to give to... you my old time player of the week, Craig. I forgot to do it. I uh, oh, go ahead. Because that Monday night game, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna make it the Monday night game from now on, and I'm gonna go Lance Allworth, the Chargers' great wide receiver from back in the AAFL days. One of the greatest. You want to see some cool highlights? Look up some Lance Allworth. Lance Allworth, that's fantastic. Um, didn't you mention Michael Turner before? Didn't he play for the Chargers? He did. He started his career as, a, as the number two to Ladadian Tomlinson. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, there's a there's a million that you can go on. I won't go with with a Cowboys one, but um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm trying to think who who uh, the tight end there. His son was a oh, Kellen Winslow. Kellen Winslow Senior. Yes, he was a great tight end. 
all the time. greatest tight end I ever saw in the early days. Yes. Before yes, like Tony Gonzalez, which I think Tony Gonzalez was the the changing point for the modern tight end. Right. Um, yeah, it was him and Bavaro for me, but um, yeah. Yeah, well, Bavaro. Yeah, and the, the only problem with Bavaro is his career was so short because of injuries. But man, at when he was healthy, my God. Yeah, he was. He was a wrecking ball. <laughs> oh, he was unbelievable. It was like Earl Campbell playing tight end or something. It was. Un, he was unbelievable, man. Totally agree. All right. Well, um, if you've got time, would you like to um, really quick take a break and come back and do just a little bit of baseball? Absolutely. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, that's what we've done the last couple of weeks while baseball has been going on with the playoffs. We've uh, just been talking a little bit of baseball at the end of all these uh, predictions and previews and everything else. So one last segment to go. We're going to break here and we'll come back with baseball. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back. This is another bonus segment. I've been calling these bonus segments because this is not the NFL at all. We are both still baseball fans. This will only continue until the baseball season is over, which is not very long at all. Probably three more weeks or so, if that. Until then, let's talk about it a little bit here. Uh, Al, your Phillies are uh, are looking. They're, they're they're tied. They're they're looking okay. Well, I'll tell you what, man. They were looking really good until about the middle of the eighth inning. Uh, <laughs> or was it the seventh or eighth when Austin Riley hit that tater, man? Um, I thought it was the seventh, but either seventh. Way. You're right. It was. I couldn't remember, but yeah. Um, they were almost up two nothing on a really, really good team, and that would have been sweet. But I'll take one one uh, with uh, them being the away team. You know, they're, they're, yeah, you uh, stole one. You stole the home field. Yeah, and they have they have this playoff magic. This Phillies team, man, they really do. Uh, they are they believe in themselves. They they have it's a good team, you know, and uh, and uh, they're. Their bullpen's better than it's been in a long time, even though it didn't, you know, they had their, their moment last night. But uh, that's huge in the playoffs. Um, they have a true ace with Zach Wheeler. Uh, I mean, they, they, they can do this. Uh, I didn't pick them because it's the freaking Braves, and they were so good all season. But, I, you know, I, I wouldn't, yep. you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the Phils pulled off. Not at all. It's actually, I'll tell you what, for a baseball fan, Tomorrow at five o'clock, that is must watch. I think that's must watch. That's the best series to watch right now, in my opinion. And uh, I can't wait. I'm I'm gonna be glued to my TV tomorrow at five o'clock. Oh, you got that right. It's funny because I have a long day up at uh, Sunnybrook, the, the place I always talk about, and uh, I'm doing uh, a pod. Uh, I think two different podcasts at different times, and and uh, going, and then there's a headlining comedian coming that I love, so that I have to see. But I am going to the late show for the comic. Uh, and doing the podcast between two and four thirty, so I can watch that Phil's game. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. That game, that, like I said, best series right now. Um, now we were. I was wrong on, or I'm sorry, you were wrong on Tampa Bay. They got very swept. wrong. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, Jordan was wrong on Tampa Bay as well. I uh, took Texas there. Minnesota 
also took care of business against Toronto, but we all had that. We all had that. Nice. And, and um, let's see here. Philadelphia over Miami, we, we all had that. Yep. And you had Arizona. Me and you had Arizona beating Milwaukee, and we were right about that as well. Jordan didn't have Milwaukee. And Arizona looks fantastic. They're up 2-0 on the Dodgers. Looking to sweep them and close them out tomorrow night. Another great, great baseball game. Just a great day of baseball tomorrow. Great day. Three games. Three playoff games. Some great series. You know, I love baseball over the years. Finally got it, you know, right. They really honed it in the way they do the playoffs now where they stagger the games appropriately and uh, you get to watch them almost every game if you want to. And uh, I love that. And listen, this Arizona team, I, it's just it's astonishing. I mean, I, I liked them all season, but I still didn't think this was – they would be able to hang with the Dodgers. I mean, that blows my – I mean, I thought they might hang, but I didn't think they would be up to nothing, you know, by any means. Uh, this Dodger team is no joke. So uh, – yeah, uh, amazing. I you know, and uh, I can't wait to see. I mean, uh, I, I, while we're talking, do you know the you don't know the pitching matchup off the top of your head, do you? I'm going to look it up if not. For which game? For the uh, uh, Diamondbacks and, and uh, Dodgers. Stand by right now. I get it right now. I'm on. Okay. I'm on the MLB site. Nice. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, that, that that Arizona team is is a special young team, man. I really love it, uh, watching them. Okay. And then uh, Cor- it Cor- is uh, it is Lance Lynn for the Dodgers, mm-hmm. and uh, Fat P F A A D T. I don't know if you know if you're aware of him. Yes, um, I forgot yes. his first name, but I'm aware of him as well. I didn't yep. forget his first name, but he's um he's a young guy though. He's struggled so far in the postseason. Uh, might be getting a little, you know. Might be a little wide-eyed, but we'll see. But Lance Lynn is not, like, lighting the world on fire. Either he had an up-and-down year, really struggled. And the way that Arizona is just jumping all over the Dodgers pitchers as soon as the game starts, the last two games, yeah, it might not matter. I mean, no – the second inning. Yeah, no, it's amazing. It's amazing. And, and uh, Lance Lynn is uh, like one of the ultimate wild cards. You know, he could go out and pitch seven innings and strike out 13 people, or he could uh, give up three home runs and be out by the uh, an inning of the third. You know, he's he's a volatile pitcher, to say the least, especially this year. And now Arizona's back home with that lead. Very good. Um, so I'm assuming we're going to go with Arizona since they have this lead, or are you going to say the Dodgers pull off the three games in a row? Ah uh, man, I I, I I I do not have the uh, cojones for that pick. I am definitely going with the team up to nothing. Plus, I'm rooting for Arizona. I just love that young that team. Totally agree. Totally agree. Okay, um, Houston and Minnesota. Houston's up two one with a chance to win it tomorrow. Ugh. Boo! <laughs> Enough already. Yeah, um, I, you and I feel uh, the same about Houston. I really, I mean, you have Minnesota going to the ALCS. I sure did. So you got to stay with Minnesota, right? They're still alive and they are going home. Yeah, I'm going to stay with them. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, that one more. Uh, and oh, before I make that call, can you check the pitching matchup for me on that one? Absolutely. Yeah, so that, right. uh, it is uh, Jose Urquidy for Houston 
And Joe Ryan for Minnesota. I like Joe Ryan, actually. Joe, yeah. That, okay, yeah. That makes me feel a lot better. That'll get him to at least 2-2. Two, two. I'm in. I'm sticking with uh, I'm sticking with Minnesota. All right. I can't pick Houston for anything, so I'm also going Minnesota. <laughs> right on, and I respect that. <laughs> All right. Um, Atlanta and Philly. Series tied 2-1-1. Go back to Philly. Uh, we all have Atlanta getting to the NLCS, all three of us, me, you, and Jordan. I, you know, I don't have a dog in the fight, really. But since I picked Atlanta, I got to stay with them. But what do you got? Well, this is one of those, man. (laughs) I'm going to stick with what I picked because I feel like I should. And also, uh, Atlanta's Atlanta. But I'm also going to do it because I'm going to be happy if I'm wrong. Oh, absolutely. I mean, (laughs) yeah, that's your team. No doubt about it. Um, And now the team that I believed in, Texas sweeps Baltimore, and Baltimore is done. Woo! Over. Woo! I'll tell you, man, I did not believe in that team at all. And uh, that's the one thing that I've uh, got the most right, probably. (laughs) I just did not. Yeah, they they were just, uh, I I thought they were paper line. And uh, the Texas, Texas proved it. Yeah. And, um, Texas against Minnesota would be good. Texas against Houston will be good. Um, I really hope Texas wins if it's Houston. And I have picked Texas, so I guess they, I, you know, I want them to win no matter what. But, it, you know, if it's Minnesota over Texas, that's fine with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right there with you, my friend. Right there with you. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, I'm, um, uh, I will. Uh, yeah. So I guess, yeah, we don't have to pick anything there because Texas already won. But, yeah, um, I'm 100% with you on what you said. All right. Cool, man. We'll uh, revisit next week where all the series are and what's going on. And these will be resolved and they'll be done, the rest of them. And we will be on to the um, the ALCS and the NLCS next week. Ah, uh, That's fun, man. That's going to be great. I hope I'm wrong about my uh, the Atlanta pick and my Phil's pull this off. Um, and I'd also like to throw in a weird little uh, – uh, like uh, evil forces thing and say uh, if Belichick finally either retires or gets fired after this season, he should sign up with the uh, Houston Astros front office and they can have the ultimate cheater team. <laughs> the Bella cheats. The Bella. The be- <laughs> oh, I love it, man. I, I can't resist throwing a shot at that guy. Sorry. <laughs> I, I don't blame you one bit. I don't blame you one bit. Um, yeah, Texas looks great. I mean, they swept the O's. Um, the bet the team with the best record in, was it the best record in baseball or just the best record in the American League? I'm not sure, but I know it, w- it was at least the best record in the American League, and they just got swept. Yeah, yeah. Now that I think, um, I can't wait to see how they are moving forward. I think, uh, I think they got um some uh, confluence of events happened in their favor this year, where you have a very rare year where the Yankees and Red Sox both stink. You know. And, you know, and the, and the, uh, the, uh, the Rays are always that, uh, low budget team that somehow, you know, is a factor, but, you know, but, um, yeah, we'll see next year. We'll see how real they are in the long run. I'm very curious about that. Well, yeah. I mean, they gotta be even looking forward to the future. I mean, they've got young team. They're on the rise. Uh, they're not the doormats anymore and they looked really good no. this year. It just didn't work out in the playoffs right now, but for right now, you still gotta be really really hopeful and really uh really happy with where they are for 2024 going forward as well 
I would think so. But I'll tell you that sometimes that window is real short in that division. So we'll see how they do. We'll see how they and do. I'll they have you, not I'll bets. Too. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, um, no, no. That's okay. You go ahead. I was just I was moving on to the other to the NL. Uh, it's funny Atlanta with all the hype and everybody's picking them, and then the Dodgers being the Dodgers. How great would it be if it's Arizona and Philly? That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be absolutely awesome. The number six seed against the number four seed. It would give my Phils the home field advantage, by the way, which would be freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, chances are it won't be both, but we'll see. It would be fun if it was. It All would right, be man. real fun. So that's our baseball segment. Do you have anything more to add for the bit for uh, any baseball? No, I think I'm good, man. No, I love it. This is a real fun playoffs. I can't wait to see how it plays out. And I love that we're doing these little bonus apps after our football stuff, man. This is great. I will do it through the playoffs and the World Series, and I love it. Absolutely. Yeah, just a quick little segment. I mean, not quick, quick, but, you know, Mm -hmm. compared to to the 48-minute monster we just (laughs) did, uh, 14 minutes is no big deal. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That that, that is a quickie for us. All right, then. Um, yeah, that's our preview, our review, and our uh, baseball outlook. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Al, once again, I want to thank you for joining me, as always. And um, I'm sure we'll be back next week. Absolutely, my friend. Thank you for having me, as always. This is uh, one of the highlights of my week every week. I really enjoy it, man. Yeah, me too. No doubt. Okay. Well, that's Al Hill. This is Perks Recap Podcast, and I will be right back with a quick close, and then it's on to week six in the NFL. There you have it. That is our week six preview. Hopefully you joined us for the week five review as well. That was the previous podcast, and uh, hopefully you enjoyed that one. We also had the bonus segment talking about some baseball, the baseball playoffs are in full swing. Can't wait to watch that full slate of games that we talked about uh, for later today. Can't wait for it. Anyway, that's going to do it. Hopefully you enjoy this one. Make sure you join me over on Perks Recap over on YouTube, the music reaction channel, updated five to seven times every week. I do album reactions, individual songs, uh, pretty much run a full gamut and uh, hit a lot of different bands, a lot of different music. Some uh, artists maybe that you don't know about that you want to get introduced to definitely probably going to be on the channel at some point or was already on the channel so make sure you check out my entire uh, library of reactions over there that's going to do it though hopefully you enjoyed it and until next time i will see you later